I am not here to argue. Hello, 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 hello. 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 And welcome to another edition of I'm Not Here to Argue, featuring Dirk and Picklewater and the Velvet Fest. Woo! We're going to party hard. We're going to take our drugs, in this case, ibuprofen, and our drinks, in this case, a rock star recovery. And a hard kombucha. A hard kombucha. Because I am that kind of bitch. What kind of bitch is that? I don't know. I don't know what kind of bitch drinks hard kombucha. That sounds like an app. What kind of bitch drinks hard kombucha? It's a good question, actually, because as I was at the checkout, because I went to Trader Joe's over the weekend, as you're aware, to, um, to get food. Um, okay. And then, also, as you're aware, over the weekend, I was really into the concept of day drinking, which I thought I'll get alcohol while I'm here. So, first, I went through the wine section, and I was like, oh, hey, so what wines do you have here? Do you have port? And he was like, sure, there's port right here. And then I was like, oh, maybe instead of port, I should get sangria. And and then, um, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe I should get, like, vodka, like a normal person. Um... And then when I got to the checkout line, I saw that they had hard kombucha, and I thought, maybe I'll get that instead. And then as I was standing there looking at that, a woman at the checkout, who was actually in line at the checkout, said, oh, guys, do you have hard kombucha? And so I pointed to where I was looking at the hard kombucha myself. And she was like, oh, you're so helpful. I thought you worked here. And I didn't. But then I think she got a single bottle just to try it out, and I got the six-pack because I'm, you know. Oh, that kind of bitch. Yeah, I'm that kind of bitch. Um... And then I was like, but who, I mean, is this just for, like, yogis who are trying to step out of their lane a little bit? Like, who drinks this stuff? And then I and then I went to CVS and got a bottle of cheap vodka, a very small bottle of cheap vodka, like a college student. I wouldn't call that a very small bottle. I would call that a pint. Yeah. A pint isn't a very small bottle. A very small bottle is what you get on an airplane. Just so the people at home don't get confused and think that you got a, you got a, you got a shooter, you got an actual bottle of vodka. But it's, cheap vodka that is still sitting unopened in the freezer. Yes. Because I was going to think, I was going to like make that with, with, with a soda uh-huh. or seltzer water or, um, you know, Rockstar Punched. And then Rockstar Punched would be a good idea. Punch makes everything taste better in terms of booze. And then I didn't, so it just felt like too, too much. So I've just been drinking my hard kombucha. And also I still have rosé that I never drank. It's kind of ironic that the first time when I realized my previous roommate was a raging alcoholic was when, right after my diagnosis last year, I was like, oh, hey, I've been saving some bottles of champagne or whatever in the fridge. Let's drink those now. And I realized that, like, one of them was missing. Um, yeah, she was a creep. Yeah. Um, so I guess I turned to alcohol in hard times. No, you don't. Seems like it. No, you barely drink at all. And you've had some pretty hard times. Oh, yeah. In the last year. Last year, you, you drank very, very little, and you had some really hard times. You turned, out, you turned alcohol to celebrate. Well, I'm not celebrating right now. I'm just drinking. No, not celebrating right now. You're just drinking. But, I mean, we had alcohol. We had a little small go. We had uh, alcohol for the wedding. It's true, yes. Because that's traditional. Got those cute little bottles of Prosecco. Which is like champagne of some kind. Yeah, like it's a slightly sweeter version of champagne. But you can't call it champagne unless it's from the champagne region, so, you know, sparkling wine. Yeah, it comes from Prosecco. Um, okay, so did we have a challenge last week? No, we don't have challenges on this podcast. This podcast anymore. doesn't have two challenges. We don't have challenges on this podcast. It is a challenge just a podcast every week. <laughs> that is <laughs> the challenge. challenge. Oh, what, what's, our pod, what's our challenge for the other podcast? Um, let's see. Are we supposed to dance 
or something? Yes, we're supposed to dance. Okay, we'll be the only ones who do that. But we gotta do it before Sunday. I, I will send our, oh, I forgot to send our reminder. I will do, I will send out a reminder and that will remind at least Karen to dance. So according to Circle Up Education, the Circle Up cue cards Whoa. for relationship building, uh, question 45 is, what is an emoji that represents how you're feeling inside? Okay, you wanna go first? Um, is there a throwy up emoji? There is a throwy up emoji. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I'm feeling kind of barfy, so the, the throwy up emoji okay. is me today. So here's, I have two things to say about emojis. Uh, the first thing is, it used to be that you could just make an emoji that had its tongue sticking out without being such a gag face. Yeah, that's weird. And, and I appreciated that, and I'm really sad that now when you do the tongue sticking out emoticon, it just translates to this really zany, yeah, tongue sticking out emoji that doesn't... As opposed to just this, the, 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 the sly, snarky tongue sticking out. Yeah. The bratty one. Yeah, I prefer the bratty one to the, to the zany one. So that's the first thing, my constant feeling about the tongue sticking out emoji. And then an emoji that conveys how I feel right now, probably that emoji that just has the blank expression with a very straight line through the Ooh, mouth. that's my favorite emoticon. Yeah. It's just the straight line, no. Can you have any of those dark brown cookies? That's racist. I don't know why you would ask me that. No, they're, they're right there. Yeah, those. What would you call that? Chocolate. Ooh, that one's fucked up. Again, racist. What the fuck? What is wrong with you? Actually, yeah, kind of racist. Because I don't know that they're chocolate cookies, for sure, because they're Mexican. So that is probably a little bit racist. Not you know, Afro-Latin cookie. exists. You can be you can be black and Mexican. But does that mean you're a chocolate cookie? As opposed to what? Other flavors? Coffee? Did it taste like chocolate? Kind of. There's a little bit of chocolate in there. It tastes like really cheap chocolate. Well, and I mean, they're really cheap cookies. But they're so. fruity, though. Fruity and chocolatey. Like, maybe it's there's a lot of fructose in the flavoring. I don't know. Does fructose have a flavor of its own? I don't know. But here's the thing I will tell you, which you probably already know about um, Mexican pastries. They are different. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying I don't. I didn't assume it was a chocolate cookie. Because it's a box of assorted Mexican cookies. But that may be racist. I don't actually know if I'm being racist in saying that and feeling that. In saying it doesn't matter. In feeling it, I don't know if I'm actually being racist in feeling it. According to um, table couples table talk, it's questions to start con great conversations by tabletopics.com. I guess from our friend Darren. What's the longest amount of time we could stand being apart? Oh. We know we can go a week. Yeah. In the before times, we used to do that. In the before times, we did that on a regular basis, on a, on a weekly basis. How long was I in Oklahoma that time? Uh, was it a week? Maybe just a week. That was the one that, that is the only time that we went a full week without hanging out. Yeah. So that may have been like, we probably hung out right before and right after, it would be my guess. Maybe you were there for a week and a half? Or? Yeah. So I think a week is about the longest I'm comfortable going without you. And even that wouldn't be comfortable, just that I could probably handle that. Yeah, I mean, we would definitely... It would be hard for we'd me. We'd text a lot more. Yeah, and it would definitely be hard for me to go in a week without... without I would sleep weird. Because, I mean, if we're talking about being in each other's physical space, then, yeah. But being in each other's mental space, you know, definitely not more than a few hours, probably. Yeah. 
Well, we're, we're pretty connected. We're high school students. We're high school students. It's time for biology. I'm going to cut open a mouse. You, I mean, you've done that. No. You've never... I've never dissected a mouse. I think we dissected frogs once. I was... Um, I've done a lot of dissections, especially since I was part of science club in, in, in eighth grade. So I've dissected a... Sh um, we did a cow's eye. We did a sheep's heart. We did a mouse. We did a frog. We did a worm. Uh, pig fetus. Or I think it was either pig fetus or shark fetus. I think I also took anatomy classes at the, at the community college. So... Yeah, a lot, okay. of, a lot of Super gross. Yeah, that sounds really gross. <laughs> uh, flatworms. I was really into flatworms. We did a lot of stuff with flatworms. I think because they were just way cheaper mm -hmm. than frogs and mice and so on. Yeah. Um, we should probably do something from the book. The book. The book. The book being, before I do, the complete premarital counseling workbook for heterosexual LGBTQ and polyamorous couples by Olivia Baylor, word salad. It's funny that you say Baylor. Would you say Baylor? I would say Baylor. Okay. That's just me, though. So I think we did death. We did. Last time. Now is the time for taxes? Um, let's see. Chil finances, children, in-laws, okay. death and dying, second marriage. Hmm. What do we... Have you been married before? Oh... Technically, realistically, no. And no, absolutely not. Do you respect marriage? What, how, are we, how are we defining respect? I don't know. I respect our marriage. Yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to, be, I try to respect other people's marriages even when I don't respect their relationships. That's fair. A marriage is more than a relationship. Yeah. Um, do you have closure from your previous marriage? Sure. And again, never been married, so no. Do you believe this relationship will be different? If so, why? Uh, well, I mean, it's an actual marriage, um, as opposed to anything else. Um, this feels like a cheat section. We should probably go to the next one. Really? Okay. <laughs> Damn it, I was about to put it away. Aha. Uh -huh. Um, second marriages. Leads us into polyamory partners. Oh, okay. Comfortable talking about that? Well, I don't know. What are the questions? Who are the primary partners? In our relationship? Yeah. I would think you and I are. Yeah. Have you ever considered having a polyamorous relationship? Yes. I've been polyamorous my entire life. Well, my entire adult life. Do you love, like, all of your partners? We both just have each other right now, and I love you very much. You're okay. After marriage, do you expect more partners? Uh, I believe that was one of the unspoken terms of the marriage. Yep, we didn't actually put that in our vows. Yeah. <laughs> but we did get shark fighting. Yeah, you definitely mentioned, I mean, you definitely quizzed me about that before the sign can ask me in front of you, so. I like these cookies that have a little headless, uh, gladiatorial fighter on them oh, uh, and then the big e on the back for some reason and they're white on one side and chocolate on the other mm -hmm. I wonder what the filling is white okay all right so we're done with the preamble 
Do you have any? Oh yeah, I, I'm going to. We don't actually have any topics because, what is planning or whatever. Um, we have two topics. What are the topics? We're going to talk about the funeral plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you had something, from right before the podcast that you want to ask me about. Well, yeah. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook posts posted a, uh, an article about what, you know, about um, a sex doll factory, and I thought, oh, okay, what is your, what is your thought process with regard to sex dolls? They're crazy expensive. So I don't get it, for one thing. I don't get it on a lot of levels. One, they're crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Two, they're non-reactive. Three, they can't possibly feel the same. Um, four, so much of sex for me is psychological. And um, I personally can't get that from the of an object. Um, but because so much of sex is psychological, I can understand how someone else would get that from... I mean, that's literally what fetish means, right? Putting your putting your affection onto an object or idea as opposed to a person. So I can get to how someone could fetishize a sex doll, but just for the sake of sex itself, I don't get the I don't get it at all. And again, they're like funeral expensive. Well, but what if you got like just regular blow-up dolls? Those are. Well, those are even worse, yeah? I mean, how are they appealing in any way? They don't resemble human beings. They don't feel like human beings. They don't feel like human beings. I will say, I have seen some videos of people, well, men, let's be clear, getting down with um, inflatable... Junk? Inflatable animals and stuff. So maybe some people really like that nylon thing. Sensation? I mean, I guess, I mean, encasement and and nylon bodysuits, and those are all a thing. And while it's not my thing, I understand the thing about about like um, removing sensation and things like that, and maybe a, the feeling of claustrophobia is something that gets people off. I don't know, but yeah. So that's my opinion on the sex dolls. They're a no go for me. Good to know, because I we definitely can't afford one. Yeah, not even the blow up kind. Um, though I am very curious to know when they will start making them for people who appreciate who want the male version, because the female version is way ahead in the. Don't they have big, fancy, real dolls of men? I'm sure that they do, but I don't think they're as widely produced as big, fancy, real dolls of women. That's probably true. For obvious But I'm assuming real doll must have, must have its own male line. Um, of, of... I mean, I think, fellas. I think the last time I read anything about it, it and I think the last time I read anything about it was more of the AI version, um, the actual robots, and those were only being produced in female. Well, I'm looking at the Real Doll website right now, and these faces are kind of amazing. They're like kind of anime, but also fairly realistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, Katarina, the plus size model, there's something. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that they made her plus size with still an unrealistically tiny waist. A realistically tiny waist, but a big old booty. Which is only two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's that's, that's not bad. That's that. These are way cheaper than I remember. But I mean, I think the last time I looked at the cost of real dolls was when they first came out. So yeah. So they were probably closer to ten grand then. These are only a couple thousand dollars. This is totally doable. <laughs> I guess you can get them wet. Oh well, good. If they weren't waterproof, that would be kind of terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. But I'm only seeing women. I'm not seeing men. Maybe Piper is men. 
Piper dolls. Um, Piper dolls are the new generation of sex doll. Head and body are fixed seamlessly together, and the design of the metal skeleton is very unique, similar to the movements of the human body. You can customize your Piper sex doll and give them your, to your form to your wildest fantasies. Piper doll options are skin and eye color, feet option, vagina type, and wig selection. So if you want, you know, one of them exotic vaginas, they I have mean, them. When they say, I have no idea. the shape, or I don't know. They don't. They don't elaborate. <laughs> I don't really feel like digging into their website to find out, honestly. But I do not see any men on the real doll website. So, yeah, sex dolls seem to be very primarily. I mean, like most of the adult industry, seem very primarily focused on uh, the male. So you know how we keep getting tagged for having. Um, uh, Our YouTube videos keep getting flagged as, as being um, age inappropriate. Yes. Yeah, so I can't imagine this one doing better. Oh my God. Ironically, it's it's only the Velvet Ramble. It's I don't think our I don't think these videos have been. I think it's mainly just the Velvet Ramble. That's right. And ironically, also, as it's never the videos with the, that have actual sex terms in the title. It's only the videos that have nothing to do with anything age inappropriate that get flagged. It's odd. So, um, male sex dolls by Spartan Lover which is specifically gay male sex dolls. I like how people want a Spartan lover because that and sounds terrible. they are disturbing. <laughs> Why? Because that does not look like that person is old enough to legally have sex. Oh, yeah. That looks like a child. I mean, huh. most, of them, most of them don't, thankfully. Most of them look like creepy cartoon characters. Um, like that one. That, what? Yeah, that's definitely an anime sort of... Yeah, these are these are very these are oh this one this one has no arms and legs. Oh, he's just those. a torso. Yeah. That's right. Why would you need those? This one looks very angry. Oh man. Oh, he's black. <laughs> that's that's why they've given him an angry face, I guess. He's barely black. That's okay. First of all, the everything looks a little bit off. Mm -hmm. The penis case so it looks wrong. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, he's like. I don't know, post-Skin Lightning Michael Jackson. Yeah, but very angry. Here he is with no hair. Ew. Yeah, okay, I'm glad we went down this rabbit hole. And so this, this podcast is definitely going to get flagged as age-inappropriate, but that's okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because <laughs> I don't think anyone actually listens to the podcast who flags them. I think they just flag them. Yeah. I think it's some kind of race thing going on. How? Because the Velvet Ramble podcasts have a picture of, of you and Professor Ramble as the logo. Oh, okay. But um, this one doesn't. No. And so oh, I don't think this odd. one's getting flagged. Yeah. Okay. But we don't, I don't know. I have no idea why this person keeps coming along and flagging our YouTube videos of our podcast. We, we do get the occasional spam. We have no comments except for when people make porn spam. spam. Comments. Yeah. yeah, porn spam. And I've been going through and deleting it, but it's just, do you get them on your channel? I will check, you know? But you haven't gotten any any takedown, not takedowns, any age restriction on your channel, have you? Uh, the one, Racist Cars and Breakups. I just got Racist Cars and Breakups on my channel uh, yesterday or today. Okay. So someone is specifically targeting this podcast. And like I mean, why? that podcast. Okay. That's so weird. I don't know. It must be someone we know. But like, why? Or someone you know. I don't know anybody. I have no friends. Yeah. Um, that's why I spend so much time with you. True. I have friends, and I still spend all my time with you. That's because I created a whole pandemic to trap you in the house. 
you did a really good job of it because no one has traced this back to you. I know, right? I think it's because, um, remember when I was spending all my time working and not actually taking care of myself? Uh -huh. And the universe was like, listen, you got to stop working as much and start taking care of yourself. And I was like, it's, make it's really hard to make those decisions. And the universe was like, okay, pandemic. So. Yeah. Okay, so we have a funeral to plan and pay for. Yes. And a the majority of that has fallen on you. I mean, I've tried to help where I can, but there's also a limit to how much my input is welcome. I don't think from you, but I think from other people, like your mom probably doesn't really care for any input on my part. Uh, I don't know that she has thought about it. Okay. I mean, she did ask you to send up the GoFundMe. Yeah, but she only asked me to set up the GoFundMe after someone else told her no, ask, ask uh, Gherkin. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And so she did. Well, yeah, she's, you know, you're new. So. I do I do sometimes feel like an afterthought. Um, this has been hard. And this is expensive. Mm -hmm. And it all catches you off guard, and it's a giant scam. It's kind of funny when we were, I think I mentioned when we were, like, looking at cemeteries, uh, <laughs> I did feel you, like, physically cringing at, at the prices. Really? <laughs> Sorry. So that, which is why when we eventually picked a cemetery, I was like, so I know that you like the cemetery where burial is only going to cost 4500 total, but I don't like the cemetery quite as much. Maybe we can... Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 your family member, and in the long run, you're going to have to front most of the cost of this probably, so uh, possibly almost all of the cost of it. So it's entirely up to you where you want to do this, and I want to support you in any way I can. But you know that I am... Weirdly, uh, what's the word? Skinflint? Frugal. I am weirdly frugal lately. I mean, I think part of that's being on unemployment, but I have become super frugal in the last year, and and um, and that comes out. That squeaks out. I've since this, I've went and talked to my mom about her burial, and she's like, "Yeah, donate my body to science, and if they won't take it, cremate it." I'm just like, "Cool, down with that." And I don't think we would bury her ashes either. We would just, you know, split them up split and scatter them. Oh, okay. It's like split them up. Yeah, like I'll take a cup and Rudy will get a cup and her husband will get a cup and then we will scatter them. That assumes that she predeceases him. That does. Uh, if she doesn't, she might end up living with us. Who knows? Hmm. If he dies first, who knows what's going to happen. That's why we need to have an ADU in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so funerals, surprisingly expensive. And I was, another thing I mentioned was that people don't really, like, I had no idea how much it cost because I had no idea, how, like, I've always heard that the funeral industry is expensive, but I had no idea that that extended to cemeteries. <laughs> yeah. We got real lucky with um, the place we ended up going with. It's real nice. We got out of the car to go look at the plot, and there were wild deer just grazing on the graves. Well, and that was that was pretty cool. Maybe they were wild, and maybe or maybe someone came in front of us and just let them out of the back of a van. Who knows? Yeah, that was that was our thought was that they were part of the sales pitch, just having the those four deer, and they just hauled them around to different parts of the cemetery. Yeah, I was really surprised. Like, it was kind of funny. So we went to a bunch of different cemeteries in different areas. We went to like some that were just in suburban like neighborhoods, 
and um, and some that were like further afield in suburban neighborhoods. And actually, there was one cemetery that I just heard back from. The woman who'd been on vacation all last week called me back yesterday and asked her to send me a price list, and I don't think she knows yet. Well, screw her. We've already made our, I mean, you already signed off on the thing, right? Yeah, I signed a contract yesterday, this morning, actually, so it's fine. So the place we went to, I immediately, um, so as we were driving there, I was like, oh, I can't, I hate, <laughs> I hate this freeway. I don't want to, this is not going to work out. It's too, it's too windy. It's too, too, too much of a two-lane windy road through that's going to be fogged up in, in the winter. <laughs> it was raining and it was... Like, I like a windy road drive. Like, I like the drive up to Santa Cruz through the mountains, but uh, but for some reason the drive up to Half Moon Bay kills me. hate it so much. Um, but then when we got actually, and then, you know, you have to turn off the road onto another road and drive uphill and you're just like, ugh. But then when we actually got there, I was like, oh, they have a water feature. Oh, I like those. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a nice place to live. Honestly. Yeah. Real fancy. Real schmancy. So so fancy, I can't believe they actually had an affordable plot. Yeah, I still don't understand why they had an affordable I mean, I know what they said. I still don't understand why they had an affordable plot. Like, I don't understand why the vault was already in place in this grave or whatever. And it sounds like to me like maybe they were going to bury someone and they changed their mind at the last minute. And that's why they have a grave with a pre-built vault in it that we can, that we can take. But whatever. Yeah, maybe it was a resale. Yeah. Because that is one of the places, that is one of the cemeteries where the cemetery property resellers uh, do business. Oh, okay. And it occurs to me that, oh, maybe I should have, like, we sat to them to see if they could have gotten us a better deal on a different plot, but I, I just don't, I don't. It's a good plot in the lake view section that has no view of a lake. Yeah, I, the only thing I wish is that it had a view of a lake, but it is a nice, it is a nice section. It's real nice. It's real yeah. nice. And I don't know, I just feel like, I feel like... I let my dad down in various ways towards the end of his life, and so the very least I can do is try to get him a, a nice place to rest. I mean, just to be totally clear for everyone out there, you did not let him down. You did everything you could to support him and make sure he was had the best care, and that he was taken care of, and that he was loved, and you visited him, and you saw him the day before he passed. You did all of those things. You did everything you were supposed to do and more. Uh, you did it by yourself. So, that's that. But I totally get what you're feeling, and yeah, you've you've got him a real nice place to rest. Yeah. So now we just have to pay for it. Now we just have to come up with fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. That's how much it costs to have a low-end funeral in America. Uh, well, let's be clear. We're talking about a ground burial, traditional. Grave burial, yeah, traditional burial in a casket in, in the ground. Ground. Um, if we were going for cremation, then that would be cheaper, but we're not. We're not half the cost, yeah. Yes. So, on that happy note... <laughs> so, tell me something you've learned this week. Um, you want to go first? Uh, no, that's why I said, tell me something you've learned this week. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, you caught me off guard. I don't have something prepared that I've learned this week. I know. It's um, almost like you have to go off the top, off the dome. Uh, I learned that... Um, I probably learned some stuff about the... I learned that... I learned stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and nonsense? D, D20. Roll 20? 
no d20 d20 modern core is the same uh basic fundamental background the same engine as as uh, exodus which is the game that we're going to be playing and so by um by grabbing rule books from d20 modern core i could supplement uh what little rule books i had for the game that we're going to play in the fallout world so this we're talking about role playing we'll play games we just finished our our our, our traditional dungeons and dragons campaign Hi-Vee. or at least hi- hiatus did and now we're embarking on a a dystopian wasteland type of game mm-hmm. that is similar to Fallout without being Fallout. And so you're saying that you found a rulebook that So the rulebook that I was using for that, which wasn't the best, was in the was in the the rule system D twenty modern and I didn't realize that. So that means I managed to get a bunch of other stuff that's D twenty modern that I can use to supplement it. That's gonna make it easier to, to run for me and easier to teach other people how to make their characters and play and I gave you guys a lot of a lot of uh, extra boons when making your characters that I wasn't supposed to um, you want to okay. roll that back? no because we've already done it I'm not going to have people remake their characters that they've already spent time and effort putting into so we have more skills and stuff than we're supposed to it's exactly what it is you have a lot more skills than you're supposed to uh, you have a lot more skill points than you were supposed to start out with. But whatever. Kesara, you come from a pampered background as vault dwellers, so it makes sense that things might be a little... Easier. Oh yeah, a little more education-oriented in your lives. And also, you are a very lenient DM. Uh, but see, I used to kill someone every single session in my old game. I know, so why did you stop doing that? Um, because I don't have an agreement with you guys that you will eat a hot pepper every time I kill somebody. See, the way it worked in Dungeons & Peppers is, is if you died, you could eat a habanero or a ghost pepper or whatever it was we had on hand to uh, reincarnate. To, to uh, not reincarnate, to... Um, reincarnate? No, to... Um, reincarnate? Close. To uh, resurrect. Why the big sigh? Those are two totally different things. Those are two totally different things. I made you snort. You're so pedantic. Reincarnate and resurrection are reincarnation and resurrection are very different things in the same general wheelhouse, but they're very different things. Anyway, that's the way it works, and so I'd make it a point to kill someone every session. What if I said reanimation? That would have worked. Um. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I mean, honestly, that's the kind of game that would probably be best served by being a video game. Mm. By which I mean a video YouTube game. Oh, okay. And it was. And we did it on YouTube, and it was, it was, I don't know, we had a little bit of a following, I think, maybe? I mean, yeah, because it combines Dungeons & Dragons and um, Schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. So that would actually, I would, I don't, I don't know that I'd watch that, but I can see how the people would. Because, you know, we're always looking for, like, schadenfreude television to watch. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, the GM, would have to eat hot peppers as well. When you kill that NPCs? Um, I don't, if they, if they gathered up a certain number of points by rolling criticals, they could force me to eat a hot pepper. Now, is this why none of your friends want to play with you anymore? In part. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, in part. Not holy, but... Um, unholy? Yeah, unholy. Um, but some of my friends got into one of those games and didn't realize it was a hot pepper game, and so there was some miscommunications. But you're a better person really I'm also a better GM, so... Well, okay, so yeah, I mean, if you wanted to do that and make it explicit all concerned that that is what was happening, that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, but too late for that. So, I, and I really planned on killing off more of you in the final session of the last game. But you were too lenient in the previous games. Mm-hmm. Gave you guys too much powerful stuff. You were too powerful. You were too powerful. In fact, I was afraid going into it that I was going to have a TPK, a total party kill. But, um, but none of you died. Yep. I mean, it's I, sad. I mean, a couple of NPCs died, but like, I almost died. I mean, well, everyone almost dies. I mean, uh, it's my it's my goal every session to have someone almost die. I mean, I was petrified. You are. You got turned to stone briefly. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Oh my god. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that's a good thing that you learned. So what's something you learned? What did I learn this week? Um, I learned that. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I learned anything this week. I feel like I've, I feel like I've had certain lessons reiterated and I feel like I have gotten certain things done, but what have I learned? What new things have come into my brain? Um... Gosh, let me think. I learned, oh, I actually learned that, um, so when I went to Costco last week and I got those electric toothbrushes, mm -hmm. I got them for you, yeah. but I find that sometimes when I'm, sometimes there are some days when I have trouble doing basic hygiene things, okay. and I find that on the, since we have the electric toothbrushes, um, it is easier for me to make myself brush my teeth whenever I have to think about the actual physical movement of brushing yeah. my teeth when I can just hold the toothbrush in place and have the toothbrush tool to work. It is actually a lot easier for me than to get past my, oh, I'm too tired. Yep. No, I get you. I get you entirely. They're they're lovely. They're a little strong, even mm -hmm. on the weakest setting for me, but they're good. Well, yeah, I'm just checking through the settings. So I do, because I think the settings are two different things, so I do, I just go through... Like every day, I choose the next setting on the list. Oh, I just do the middle setting, the lowest setting, because my gums can't handle the fancier version. Yeah, for me, I just do one on Monday, two on Tuesday, three on Thursday, Wednesday, and then cycle back through. Because I and I also really like the feeling of like, oh, because sometimes with the regular toothbrush, I don't feel like I'm getting all the nooks and crannies in my teeth. But now with this one, I kind of like, oh, I can, I can feel that all the all the all the stuff is gone. Nice. When I do my tongue check, because I'm a weirdo. And also, I feel like my tongue's getting a lot cleaner with this. Cool. All right, so we both learned something this week. Yes, I learned that sometimes when you are having trouble with your ADLs, mm -hmm. that it is helpful to automate them. Automate them. That's true. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, but I have been Gherkin Picklewater. And I have been the Velvet Fist. And thank you for listening to us not argue on I'm Not Here to Argue. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Right. Bye. Bye. -bye.
Theme music by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com.